Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be gathered here this morning. We pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you speak to us in a special way. In Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that you speak to the heart and to the needs of men. Holy Spirit, I ask that you give me your trust this morning. Take control of my mind, O oh God. Direct my thoughts. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, I'm going to speak on starting strong. It's a new year and we all want to start strong. <clears throat> so we're going to discuss starting strong. A few things that you can do to start strong. Um, usually this is a time of the year that people have a lot of hopes. People have a lot of confidence in the year that it's going to work out. Things are going to work out in their favor. That Everything is going to fall into place. But along the line, sometimes people lose the, the zeal to press on. But if you're going to remain strong throughout the year, then it's important that you start strong. And so that's what we are discussing this year. And every year is another opportunity to get better, to get closer to the will of God, to get closer to God, and to get closer to fulfilling your purpose. So it's, if God has given us another year, then we see that as an opportunity to make our lives better, our relationship with God better. And so we have to start this year strong to be able to fulfill the mandate that God has given us. And the first thing to do is to start with intimacy with God. As you are starting your year, you have to get closer to God. Because the Bible says that there are things God has plans for us. He says, I know the thoughts that I have of you. And so other versions say that I know the plans that I have for you. So not only are you making plans for yourself, but God has plans for you. And he says that his plans are to do you good and to give you an expected end. When you come to the New Testament, the Bible in, in Corinthians have told us, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, has told us that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for us. So there are things that God has prepared for us. In 2024, there are things that God has prepared for us. When you listen to the analysts and when you listen to the experts, they don't have insight in the things that God has prepared for us. They are only able to use data. And most of the times, to get your, your attention, they will tell you, they will give you bad predictions. That is how you get the attention. It's like the weatherman. The weatherman will give you the extreme case of the scenario so that you'll be glued to your TV so that you listen to what they, are, they have to say. So the experts and, and, and the people who, 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 who call themselves the economists, who give predictions about how the year is going to turn out and how things are going to look like, will always give bad predictions so that they can get some attention. But the Bible tells us that as children of God, the things that God has prepared for us are good. And they are going to give us an expected end. And the Bible says that those things has not entered into the heart of man yet. And so you can be sure that whatever negative predictions people are giving is not about you because the things that God has prepared for his people has not entered into the heart of man. 
eyes have not seen those things. But the Bible says that those things have been revealed to us through His Spirit. How can we get access to the things that have been revealed through the Spirit of God? We have to go to a place of intimacy where we have intimacy with God, where we spend time with the Word of God, where we spend time praying and fasting. Praying and waiting on the Lord so that the things that God has for us this year will be revealed to us. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 1 verse 35 that in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. So it was the practice of Jesus Christ to start every single day with God. He spent every single day, Bible says, a great while before daylight. So before the daylight will shine, Jesus will set himself apart and go and communicate with the Father, spend time with the Father. I believe that is where he had all the instructions on the things he was supposed to do in the day. And because he spent time with God, when he came back, he went out in verse 38, the Bible says, but he said to them, Peter, in verse 36, said, we are looking for you everywhere. In verse 38, he said, he said to them, let us go to the next town that I may preach there also, because this for this purpose, I have come forth. In verse 39, Bible says, And he was preaching in the synagogue throughout Galilee and casting out demons. For him to get that resource, he had to spend time with God. For us to start the year strong, we need to start, spend time with God in the place of prayer. Spend time with God in his word, meditating and thinking about his word. Because there are things that God has prepared for us. Those things are only going to be revealed to us through His Spirit. And the Spirit of God communicates with our spirits. The Spirit of God inside of us communicates with our spirit. And that is why we need to set time aside, waiting on God to hear what He has to say. We spend time with God, listening to His voice. We spend time with His Word because the Word of God is the will of God for us. When you read, As you are reading the Word of God, you begin to get thoughts, certain thoughts come into your mind concerning your own life, concerning your family, concerning the things that you have to do this year. Then you write those things now. And so if you are going to start the year strong, you have to start with God. It was the practice of Jesus to start every single day with the Father, spending time with the Father. And that is why he had the results that he had, because he spent time with God. If we are going to change our results this year, then the time we allocated to God last year, we have to increase that time. Then the time we spent doing the things of God last year, we have to increase that time. Because it is the desire of every man to see progress and to see increase in everything that he does. And so as a child of God, as a Christian, don't just say that, oh, I'm an average Christian. I'm not like, like the very, very serious Christian. I'm just an average Christian. If you don't want to be described as an average person in everything that you do, in your workplace, when there's ratings and there is um, performance assessment, you don't want to be called an average person. If you write an exams, you don't want to be among the average. 
almost in everything that you do, you don't want to be among the average. And so don't accept the tag, I'm an average Christian. There's nothing like an average Christian. You have to press deeper and go go for everything that God has for you. And so don't describe yourself as an average Christian. You are a child of God. And God does not expect average results from you. And so in the beginning of this year, spend time with God. Have intimacy with God. In James chapter 4 verse 8, the Bible says, Draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. And so if you draw closer to God, he's going to draw closer to you. If you spend more time in his word, if you spend more time in prayer, he's also going to draw nearer to you. And so this year, if you're going to start strong, start with intimacy with God. Spending time with God. Spending more time in a place of prayer, in a place of worship. Worshiping God. Being thankful in your heart as you lie down in your bed, as you are alone. You are just worshiping and praising God and thanking Him. If that's all you can do, just worship. Thank Him. Praise Him. In the sincerity of your heart, just praise and worship God. Spend time praying. Spend time reading the Bible. Possible. It is good to fast as well. Fast and pray, waiting on God, meditating on His Word. These are the things that will draw you closer to God. This year, be determined that you will not describe yourself an average Christian. Again, you need to have a goal for the year. Like I said, God has certain things prepared for us. And the things that God has prepared for us, He has no delight in hiding them from us. Sometimes we think that, oh, this, this, being able to, to identify the purpose of God or know the purpose of God is so difficult. Let's change that mindset. If God has prepared something for us, then he's eager to show those things to us. If we set our heart to seek those things, he will reveal those things to us. And so have a goal for the year. Don't just say that this year is going to be a very good year. Don't just say that this year I'm going to do my best. But you need to have a goal. You need to have a target. You need to set something before you that you want to achieve. The Bible says where there is no vision. Other versions say where there is no revelation. But here, we are talking about a vision in terms of a clear mental portrait you have concerning yourself. A clear mental portrait you have concerning your family. A clear mental portrait you have concerning your goal. Put that before you this year and pray and ask God. To help you fulfill that. Because God is going to reveal to you the things that he wants you to do this year. You can write those things down and make those things your pursuit. If you don't have a goal, you have nothing to measure yourself against. You cannot tell whether you are making progress or you are not making progress. You cannot tell whether you are becoming a better Christian or not. If you have no goal set before you. If you just live in the flow and you don't have any means of measuring yourself. Measuring how you are doing in the course of the year, then you don't even you don't know whether you are doing well or not. And if you are doing bad, you cannot identify it because you don't have a goal that you are working towards. And so this year, if you're going to start strong, you need to have a goal that you are working towards this year. You need to set spiritual goals, set family goals, and you set personal goals that you work towards, that you want to see yourself achieve those results. And so you need to have a goal for yourself this year. If you're going to start strong this year, have a goal and work towards it. And by the help of the Spirit, you'll be able to achieve that goal. Again, the next thing, number three, if you're going to start the year strong, you need to renew your mind with the Word of God. 
There are certain concepts, certain ideas that we have in our mind that are not godly. There are certain things that we have, certain beliefs that we have that are not in line with the Word of God. We have to allow the Word of God to come into our lives and change those mindsets and change those perceptions. There are things that happened to you in the past that has formed the basis of your thinking and that has formed the basis of your expectations. You are saying that because this happened in the past or because this happened to that person in the past, then it's likely it's going to happen to me or it's going to happen in this family. But that should not be the basis of your thoughts. That should not be the basis of your expectations. Your thoughts has to be based on the foundation of God's word. And that is why the Bible wants us to renew our minds with the word of God. In Romans chapter 12 verse 1, the Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable sacrifice or your reasonable service verse 2 says and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind if your life is going to stand out from the worldly people then it's going to be based on the word of god that you have inside of you and that is why the bible says that let the word of god dwell in you richly if the word of God dwells in you richly, then everything that comes out, the outcome of your life will be in line with the word of God. And so when God was instructing Joshua, he told him, let not the word depart from your mouth, but meditate upon it day and night, and you will observe to do what is written in it. For in that way, you will make your way prosperous. And so renew your thoughts every thought of failure, the things that you went through last year that you didn't like, don't see them repeating themselves this year, but change those things. A minister said, for somebody who has always experienced failure in a particular area in their lives, it can affect them to a point where they form a doctrine about God based on their life experience, on their failure. And there are many, many people, even men of God, who certain aspects of their life and certain results that they had in certain aspects of their life, they have formed a basis of, they have formed a doctrine about it. And right now, I see a lot of people, people preaching who are, who are identified as wise preachers in the sight of people who just ignore the spiritual aspect of Christianity and say that, oh, there is no way you are going to prosper. The only, there are only two ways you are going to prosper. And that is you must have a product, you must have a service. And as much as it makes sense in the secular world, it makes sense in the earthly realm. It makes sense. That is what you have to do. This is what you will be taught in the university. This is what you will be taught when you go for conferences. But the Christian is a spiritual being as well. And you cannot um, take that aspect and just base your thoughts on secular thoughts. If you are a child of God, you have to believe in the supernatural. Let me just take to the text and a lesson for today. So do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let the word of God renew your mind. If there is any area in your life that you have fear, speak the word of God. Take the word of God in that area. Meditate upon it. 
if there is any area in your in your life that the enemy keeps telling you that you're going to fail in that area, take the word of God concerning that area and renew your mind in that area. The Bible says that as you renew your mind, you may be able to prove the good the acceptable and the perfect will of God. So if you will be able to identify the perfect will of God for you this year, then you have to renew your mind with the word of God. Anything that the Bible does not endorse, don't accept it as your story. Anything that the Bible does not, the word of God does not promote, don't accept it as part of your story. Don't accept it as your description or as your situation. Reject it and receive what the word of God says concerning you. Receive what the word of God says concerning your children. Receive what the word of God says concerning your health. Don't accept the description of man. Don't limit yourself to the wisdom of man. In so many places now in the Christian in the lives of Christians, we have been restricted to the wisdom of man to the dictates of man, to the things that men know, to the knowledge of man. And so we talk as if there is no God, that there is no, the, um, the supernatural doesn't exist. But the supernatural exists, still exists. And if you are a child of God, the Bible says that you have the spirit of God. Your spirit is alert, your spirit is awake. And therefore expect the supernatural to happen in your life. Don't limit yourself by Expecting that the outcome of your life will be based on exactly what you what will be based on exactly your knowledge, or the outcome will be um, equivalent to the to the knowledge you have, but make way for the supernatural in your heart. Expect God to come through for you. Expect your results. Make room in your heart and in your life to experience supernatural results this year. Make room in your heart to experience the supernatural. Don't limit yourself to the wisdom of man. The Bible says, do not be conformed to the world. Many times when the Bible says, do not be conformed to the world, people only think about the negative things of the world. So they say, okay, the Bible says, do not be conformed to the world. It means that do not follow sinful ways. Yes, that is true. But it also talks about the positive things of the world. There is wisdom of this world. Do not be conformed to the wisdom of this world. So even though that is not evil, but the Bible says, do not be conformed. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world. They are the ways of this world, which in the eyes of men, they see it as good. Bible says, do not be conformed to the world. So whether negative or positive, as long as it is not the word, but it is the world, do not be conformed to it. So if you hear people, even people in the pulpit talking about things and they don't make room for the supernatural, Listen to it, but don't let your life be governed by those things. Let your life be governed by the word of God. Because he has said he's able to provide for you. He has said God is the one who provides for you. But if man says that you need a service and a product and that's all you need to succeed, don't limit yourself to that. It is good to have a service. It is good to have a product. But believe in the blessings of God. Because the Bible says, the blessings of God make it rich and add no sorrow. So people who take out that equation and just say that you need a product and a service, don't limit yourself to the wisdom of man. Make room in your heart for the supernatural. Let your mind be renewed by the word of God. Amen.
I believe in the supernatural. I believe in supernatural provision. I receive supernatural provision into my life. I attract supernatural provision into my life. Let that be your confession. Confess that you attract but You are not limited by your salary. You are not limited by the income you get from the product you have. You are not limited by the income you have from your service. You live in abundance. The Bible says all things are yours. Let this be your confession. Don't limit yourself to the wisdom of men. Believe that you will excel. Believe that you will excel. This is not this should be that. Believe that you will excel. You know, when you set out to do something, some people will start and they are like, Oh, I'm hoping it works out well. Don't just hope that you it will work out well. Believe that you will make it. Believe that you are going to prosper. Believe that this year is going to be good. Even unbelievers. You see, when, when the company, in every company, in a secular company, when they start out in the year, they have confidence that they are going to do better this year. Every good company, they will have said this year, this year is going to be better than next year. That's how the secular people think. And so if you are a child of God, believe that you are going to excel. Believe that this year is going to be better. Don't think that, oh, same, same results. Don't think that. Oh, whatever happens, whatever happened will happen. No, believe that this year is going to be better. You are going to prosper. You are going to excel. You are going to live in good health. Your family is going to experience peace. Believe that the results of this year is not going to be the same as last year. If you are going to thrive, if you're going to try new, new things this year, believe that you are going to get good results. Set out by faith. And listen, when you it's not just by being positive. The secular people will say be positive. It's not just by being positive. It's by you having your foundation and your faith in the word of God. Knowing that you will excel. You will make it. You will not fail. You will make it. You tell yourself that you will succeed. You will make it because God is your help. Bible says the Lord is my helper. And so know that you are going to excel this year. Know that you are going to prosper this year. This is not... You are not being carnal when you say what the word of God says. No, you are not being carnal at all. The Bible says Jesus Christ was made poor so that we may be rich. Some people have said there's no promises of riches in the word of God. And so, and so they say that Jesus Christ was made spiritually poor. That is a lie. Jesus Christ was not made spiritually poor. He was made physically poor. He was not made spiritually When he was on earth, the man who was healing people, the man who was walking on the water, and you tell me that man was spiritually poor, that is not true. Because they want to deny the fact that God has promised people his, his people riches. And so they say Jesus was made spiritually poor. That's not true. So believe that you will excel. God does not give birth to failure because God himself is not a failure. The one who created this beautiful earth did not fail in his creation. And so if... You are a child of God. You will excel. You follow after your father. Your father is a successful person and you will succeed. Everything that God ever tries to do, everything that God attempts on earth, he succeeds. And so know that you will also succeed because you are the idea of God. And so if you fail, it means that the idea of God has failed. And God's idea never fails because you are God's idea. Because every idea that God ever has is a success. And so you are going to be successful. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, Now thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph. The Bible didn't say he sometimes. He says he always leads us in victory. 
in Christ Jesus. So in everything we do, God leads us in victory. And through us, he makes the fragrance of his knowledge known in every place. And so God displays you to the world. God shows your life to the world as somebody who is following him and is excelling in everything that he's doing. So believe that you will excel. Believe that you will succeed. The Bible says whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Are you born of God? Then know that you will overcome the world. This is the victory that that has overcome the world. Our faith. Our faith is the victory that has overcome the world. Therefore, as you set out this year, don't feel like I'm just going to try and see how things will work out. Don't feel like I'll do my best. Whatever happens will happen. Or whatever results I have, I'll take it like that. Believe that you are going to succeed. If you are going to start anything, have 100% confidence that you will succeed. Because your confidence is in the word of God. Because your foundation is in Christ. And so believe that this year will be better. Believe, just, just speak to yourself. Have a meeting by yourself. And tell yourself that, Robert, this year is better. This year is better. This year you succeed. You will not fail. This year everything will work out for you. Just tell yourself. Have a meeting with yourself sometime. David used to do that a lot. And so David would speak to his soul. He, said, he would say, my soul rejoice. Why will a man be talking to his soul? It's a spiritual thing. Speak to yourself. Energize yourself that you succeed. David, that if you read, if you read um, the Psalms, you see that David used to speak to himself. He said, my soul arise. My soul, why are you disheartened? Be encouraged. He will encourage himself. That's what you have to do. Speak to yourself that you will excel. You will succeed. Because whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this year... I don't know which, where we are now. Maybe number five. Be passionate about success. Don't be casual about it. Don't, when it comes to success, when it comes to being rich, don't be casual about it. Being rich is one of them, but success in every area, don't be casual about it. Don't say, oh, me, I, a little, any amount that I have or any little, any little thing that I get, that's okay. Be passionate about it. Again, that does not mean being discontent. This does, does not mean discontentment, but be content. However, be zealous, be passionate that you are going to succeed. If there is any issue you are dealing with, any problem you are dealing with, be passionate that you are coming out of that problem. If there is any crisis, be passionate that you are coming out of it. See that, don't see that as your address. Be, be zealous, about, be angry about the situation that you want to change. Now, in, in the book of Second Kings, there's a story about a king. Who went to Elisha when Elisha was about to die? I want us to read the story from 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 14. I'm sorry, 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 14. The Bible says, Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. And Elisha said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took him, himself a bow and some arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. So he put his hand on it. And Elisha 
And Elisha put his hand on the king's hand. And he said, Open the east window. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. Then he said, The arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of the deliverance from Syria. For you must strike the Syrians until Ashek. Till you have destroyed them. Then he said, Take the arrows. So he took them, and he said to the king, Strike the ground. So he struck he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, You should have struck six, five or six times. Then you would have struck Israel till you had destroyed them. But now you will strike Israel. I'm sorry, Syria. You strike you strike Syria only three times. And so this tells us that Elijah was about to die. And at that point in the life of Israel, the Syrians were tormenting the Israelites. The, Syri- the Syrians were coming to war against the Israelites. And so the king came to the prophet and the prophet gave him a prophetic direction. He says, throw the bow through the window. So throw the bow towards the, Syri- the Syrians. So he did that. And he told him to take the bow and strike the ground. And the man just struck the ground three times. And the prophet was angry and said, why did you just do it three times? You should have done it like six, five or six times. So the man wanted to overcome his enemies. He wanted to overcome the problem. You see, he came weeping. And so he had some zeal, he had some passion, but that wasn't enough. He wanted the situation to change, but he did not want it bad enough. Because if you have been asked that, listen, this thing that you are doing, the many times, if you strike, strike the ground, as many times as you strike the ground, that is how much you are going to destroy your enemy. And this man really wanted to destroy the enemy. Then I think five or six times was, was even small. If there is something in your life that you want to change, be zealous about it. Be passionate about it. No apathy. Be determined that this situation will change. Be determined that you are going to succeed. Be passionate about success. Don't be lukewarm towards success. When you see a door of opening, don't be lukewarm towards it. Don't be lukewarm. That whatever will happen will happen. No, be passionate that this year you want to change your story. And whatever it takes, the effort, the amount of work hours, the amount of information you need that you are, you are going to change your life with, be passionate that this year you're going to excel. As you are passionate about success, you have to be passionate about God and about the things of God. And so don't walk in any lukewarmness this year. Be passionate. That this year something must change. Something must change. Be determined that this year the results you had last year. You are going to go further. You are going to get better. Be passionate about success. Yes this king wanted to destroy his enemies. But he was not passionate enough. That he struck the ground only three times. And even the man of God was angry. That why didn't you do it at least five times. At least five times. Or six And so be passionate that you want to excel, that you want to change your story. Don't just read the stories of people and say, oh, wow, and just be wishing to get there. But be passionate about the results that you're going to have this year. Be passionate that you're going to excel. Amen. Right. Command your days. This is not. Yeah, God bless you.
This is number six. Command your days. When you wake up in the morning, speak to yourself. Have that meeting to yourself, with yourself. Speak to yourself and command your days. That your life is moving forward and upward. That things are working together for your good. Don't, do not discount speaking in your life as a believer. Don't, don't listen to the people who make fun of speaking positively. Don't, don't listen to them. If this whole world was created with words, then words must be very, very significant in the affairs of, la- of, of this life. Whenever Jesus encountered people who were sick, he spoke words. Whenever Jesus wanted to do anything, any miracle that Jesus ever did, he spoke words. So do not discount the importance of speaking words over your life, over the results that you want to see, over your children. Speak words. Speak words. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat the fruit. So speak life to your children. Speak life to your body. Speak life to your bank account. Speak life. If the whole world was created by words, then words are very, very important. Very, very important in the affairs of men. So do not... Do not use your words. I mean, do not use your words cheaply. The words, words are free. You can say them anytime. Choose to say the right things concerning your situation. And so command your days. When you wake up in the morning, command your morning. If you are going to work, command it. Speak. Speak. Continue speaking until you see the change. Speak over your children. Speak over your spouse. Speak over your home. Command your days. In 2024, you can change every situation by your words. Continue speaking. Continue speaking. When you spend time speaking to yourself, you get some energy within you. That is just the the uh, um, the earliest resource of speaking positively. You get the immediate resource of speaking positively. You get some energy within you, and then those words will affect situations. Look into the Bible. Anytime Jesus was confronted with a situation, he spoke. When there was the storm, he spoke to the storm. And so speak words this year. Speak concerning your week. Speak concerning your month. If the week is about to begin, you speak concerning the week. That this week, everything is falling into place for me. This week, I am favored everywhere I go. Speak those words. Speak those words. As you're speaking those words, you are believing. It, it, it helps you to believe in those words yourself. And that's why God instructed Joshua that do not let the word depart from your mouth. He means, if he's saying don't let, don't let it depart from your mouth, then what it meant was continue speaking the word. Don't let the word depart. Just say the word. Continue saying it. And so it is important to command your days this year finally go through the year with thanksgiving don't let anything break you down go through this year with thanksgiving the bible says in second Thessalonians, first Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18 it says rejoice always verse 16 says rejoice always pray without season it means pray don't stop praying the fact that you prayed about something you don't see the results you don't see the change does not mean you should stop praying the fact that you are making certain declarations and you are not seeing the results and you're telling yourself, oh, I've done this for so long. I'm not seeing anything. 
don't stop. That's what the Bible says. Pray without ceasing. Continue to speak till you see the change. Continue to pray till you see the change. So it says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. So go through this year with thanksgiving, with worship. Just worship God. Thank Him. Be grateful for life. Be grateful for where you are now. And trust God for where He's taking you to. And so don't be discouraged. Go through this year with thanksgiving. So I'm just going to recap. Start with intimacy with God. Have a goal for the year. Renew your mind with the word of God. Believe that you will excel. Be passionate about success. Command your days. Speak to your days. Speak to your environment. Go through the year with thanksgiving. And you'll be able to start your year strong. There are so many things that God has for us this year. God has plans for us this year. Not only is the enemy able to do things and cause things to happen, but God has plans for us. Those plans, God has revealed them to us through his spirit man that lives inside of us. And we are able to connect with the spirit of God that lives inside of us through our spirit. And that is why intimacy and spending time with God is important. If there is anything that you have to do consistently this year, continue to talk to your days. Speak to your body. Speak to everything around you. Because the whole world came into existence through words. And so words are very important in the affairs of this world. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for another year. We believe in you that we are starting this year very strong. This year, everything is working together for our good. All the element of this world is coming together and working together for our good. Every institution in this nation, every institution on earth is working in our favor now in the name of Jesus. Every institution is working in our favor in Jesus' mighty name. We are favored and we have an advantage. We are not disadvantaged. We change our situation with our words. In Jesus' mighty name, we receive the zeal and the passion to pursue your will for us this year. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Right. God bless you.